lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, back with you once again here on the Outsports Podcast Network uh, with some uh, fun wrestle talk for the week. It's always good, fun wrestle talk time around here on this show. Um, and <laughs> speaking of fun time wrestle talk, um, this week I kind of wanted to take a a step back and just watch some fun stuff. You know, wrestling. You know, there there are needed conversations that are being had around the pro wrestling industry right now. You know, we're still seeing some fallout from the hashtag speaking out movement. The Black Lives Matter is still um, having its its voice ringing through with the Black Wrestlers Matter movement um and along with the black wrestlers matter event coming up in august now which is going to be looking pretty rad so far um but sometimes you just need to take a breather and just find something that can help you center and just remind you of the of the joy that this industry can provide and i found two examples of that uh, to show to uh, my partner, KC. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Who was um, gracious enough to basically give in to me and watch these things that I, these matches that I asked them to do. Um, and I, first off, I am very thankful that you um, put up with me and and watch this the, this small assortment of things that, that we're gonna talk about today because um, that's the show this week we're, we watch some fun wrestling and we're gonna talk about some fun wrestling um, both both matches we're talking about two two different matches here this week um, both of them are f- one's more recent than the other but they're both within the last year or so and they both feature LGBTQ talent. Um, and they both feature talent of color, uh, which if you paid attention to the LGBT in the ring Twitter, um, I threw out the suggestions and uh, we listened to the suggestions. Billy Dixon is in one of these matches that we're talking about today. But we're going to lead off by uh, revisiting um, a match that I think excited some a lot of people online <laughs> in the last week or so. Envy Young... Um, has been one of the MVPs of the COVID wrestle scene. Just continually putting out stuff on social media to, to keep himself out there, as well as you know being very vocal and being very out front when it comes to the protest movement going on in New York right now. And um, he... <sighs> He's been running a, a, a series of <laughs> promos uh, challenging people to come fight him in Brooklyn for his ring light, uh, the ring light championship, which is featured so heavily in many of his polycult videos. And someone finally took him up on that. Uh, that being, uh, Sanchez, uh, pinky Sanchez. And we basically ended up getting a, a trope all throughout, uh, Brooklyn in a street fight, for a ring light, um, I'm curious, Casey. Uh, what, what <laughs> any any overall thoughts before we get into some of the the details, or what stood out to you? Actually, that's the better question. What stood out to you um, from MB Young versus Pinky Sanchez? 
Well, I really liked the buildup that that MV Young had in this um, video. I, I, you know, my experience with within the wrestling world is fairly small, but um, I just felt like this was actually really good build up for a match that I then went on to really enjoy. Um, so I just really appreciated that right off the start. Mm-hmm. Um, other things I noticed, um, obviously it's a different venue than what I'm used to with wrestling, but, um, that also was really refreshing. Um, and t- to me just added to the experience. Mm. So the match kicks off on the roof of the poly mansion, um, as Envy characterizes <laughs> the building. Um, and it ends up going to Coney Island and, and like they're fighting, um, on playgrounds and the beach, um, kind of, I think it culminates on the beach. Yeah. It culminates on the beach. Um, a lot of humor tossed in there. Um, I know one of my favorite moments is just how much sand was weaponized. Yes. In this match. (laughs) Um, and you know, I think that there's been a big push for, for cinematic wrestling with, you know, the coronavirus and everything happening. And every company is doing it in, in different ways. So I, I think it's a good, it, it was a very good example of, you know, the indep- someone on the independent scene using that trend um, in a unique way that felt very, still felt very, very indie, very grassroots, but came off like just as well, if not better than a lot of the cinematic presentations that we've seen from major companies to this point. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, just the production of it. It really came off. You you could really tell that they had a lot of fun producing this. Um, But also, like I said before, it was just really refreshing. Um, I usually prefer to watch wrestling live. But um, shows like this, I would definitely enjoy watching at home easily. Um, Just because of essentially the story that they showed like Brian said, it started on top of a building, the Polly Mansion. Um, but just as things went on, the sunset ended in the dark. Like, that was a long wrestling match, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> and there was just a lot of action in between um, just everything. I, I really liked the way it was cut also. Um, the first sort of instance I noticed really was when MV Young threw Pinky Sanchez um, onto a wooden board, breaking it. Wait, no, 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 no. I got that mixed. Oh, yeah, it was Sanchez drop-kicked MV onto the board on the roof. Yes. Yes. And then they um, cut off to a slow-mo shot of, um, I think, MV Young later on. Um, was, Was that when he got smacked into the board? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just really enjoyed that slow-mo shot um, of him being thrown into the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another time when they were in an alley and MV Young threw Pinky Sanchez. And there was um, an impact, you know, Pinky broke the board, but he just had this huge smile on his face, which I <laughs> loved. 
probably the one of the few moments that they might have broken character. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you would consider breaking it char- character. Um, but I just loved seeing him smile in that moment. I, like I said, it just really reflected how much they enjoyed producing this match. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that's that's the beautiful thing about matches like this one is that this is just something that is completely organic that they created for themselves and they did themselves. So there's really not a matter of, at least in my opinion, not really a matter of breaking character per se. Like this is just two two guys who are good friends, you know. Because Pinky, ha- or, uh, I get confused sometimes. Because sometimes Pinky goes by Pinky Sanchez. Sometimes it's just Sanchez. So I, I think I'll just, this match was Pinky Sanchez. Yes, yeah. yes. So it's just it, it varies from time to time. So I always feel I, I Sanchez. I am sorry if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you hear this and and I'm referring to you wrong. Um, but like you know, Sanchez and Young, they have a they have a, a relationship. Like the, uh, I know Sanchez has competed on on at least one um, Uncanny Attraction show, which, you know, is, is the company that is co-run by MV. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they've had other matches, too. I remember there's a, um, there's, a, there's a mini documentary on YouTube about MV Young, where it looks at, it it's basically looks at MV Young, and he's working a match against Sanchez. And in that match, um, if the... the if you didn't get enough of their style of humor from this, um, in that match, MV Young basically drops Sanchez uh, butt first onto a plunger that's stuck on the ground. <laughs> so, like, they know how to play off of each other and to create these just ridiculous moments. Um, and, and also find ways to weave in that humor alongside of, you know, some more serious things. Like, I know one of the running gags in this match is, you know, Sanchez continually trying to get out what polycult rule number 666 is. And we never really know what Sanchez's definition of that is. Uh, we learn what MV Young's is mm-hmm. by the end of it. Um, I also got a kick out of <laughs> Sanchez renaming the ring light to the fleshlight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is just uh, this is a breath of fresh air for, especially considering that like so many people in the indie scene, you a lot of fans haven't had the chance to see them for months at this point. You know, like really the only companies that are running it regularly are the ones that are still featured on TV. I know like Game Changer has recently come back and run some shows, that but they're really the only major indie, I would say that's been running shows at this point. So people that are like regular attendees of, of shows featuring um, independent talent um, and fans of independent promotions haven't really had much to much new at least to really sink their teeth into and and I think that's where the value really comes in and people like MV young and and others that are putting putting the, their own brand out there in a way just making sure that they stay relevant while also giving something new to to fans to make sure like you know they stay in people's minds yeah and i really enjoyed that because what is more fresh and new than having a bicycle chase during a wrestling match <laughs> there's been a lot of talk online about envy young and his bicycle recently oh really yes yeah, so, like apparently he somebody mentioned something about um uh i can't remember how this came up online but mv talked about how apparently he rode his bike 14 miles 
from Brooklyn to New Jersey for a show and then to wrestle Dan Maff on an independent show in Jersey. And he, he rode his bike 14 miles, went 20 minutes with Dan Maff and then got a ride back. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame him there. Yeah. So like, and Dan Maff's a big, Dan Maff's big boy. Like Dan Maff's a big boy who is athletic as all hell. So I'm sure that match was a, a barn burner and I'm kind of, bummed that I haven't seen that match yet so but yeah so like that that's interesting that the bike stood out to you <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> I mean the beach definitely did too just because that was where the match ultimately um, ended up mm-hmm. um, and I would imagine that it must be so different trying to wrestle on sand like that so that also really stood out to me like you know you did mention them weaponizing the sand but Mm -hmm. i just also thought that it probably took a lot of athleticism to just do like do moves on sand like that oh yeah definitely definitely um i'm curious what are your i'm curious to get your thoughts on sanchez specifically because i think this is the first time that i've shown that that you've seen sanchez in a match. So mm-hmm. I'm curious because we've watched multiple MV Young matches. We've been in the building live for multiple MV Young matches. So I'm curious to get your take. I really liked Sanchez. Yeah. Um, I liked his introduction. I, the mask he was wearing was absolutely great, but also just his wrestling style in general. Um, like I said, I just really felt like I got a lot of personality um, by watching him in this particular match. Um, obviously, I haven't seen him in the ring, but. Um, I would definitely be interested in seeing some of his matches just after watching this one, um, even though it was not your traditional type of match. <laughs> um, I just felt like he had a lot of um, good humor, too. Um, like, not only light, uh, renaming the ring light Fleshlight, um, but also um, just in some of the gags, like trying to choke MV Young with the um, ring lights cord. And then finally just turning it on after um, the sun had set completely and they were just completely in the dark. Um, That was interesting just uh, from a perspective of um, video production because there wasn't a lot of light available to them at that point. And I just really loved how they ended up actually using the ring light to kind of create some of that um, and really framing their faces with it. You're always... uh, (laughs) trying to show me different styles of matches, including um, just sort of ridiculously fun matches. And this was definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, you have to, you have to work through all the diverse <laughs> realms of the pro wrestling industry. And they were just a good mix for each other, I think, mm-hmm. for this particular match. So definitely, definitely. If there um, was anybody who was going to take MV Young up on the ring light challenge, then I'm glad that it was Pinky Sanchez. <laughs> right there with you i there's there's just something about every time i think about pinky yelling out i'm gonna power bomb him and then immediately giving up on it <laughs> like every time it's just like it just i can't help but just like laugh either on the inside or the outside it's just too good it's just like it's just all these little tiny gags and, and they're having so much fun with it and it's just uh it was it was great um and i really have to wonder like because they were on the street for a while, like definitely for that bike chase. Mm-hmm. I, there was a bus in the background. And I really have to wonder, what did that bus driver think? <laughs> there were a couple other cars like 
that they were navigating around. And I just, I really have to wonder what they thought too, as they saw these two people on bikes ride by, then climb over a fence to get onto a, like a playground and start wrestling each other. Mm hmm. Yeah, the playground's the one that made me wonder. Because, like, even though, like, you know, New York is still going through the different phases of reopening right now, like, there had to be somebody near that playground that was wondering what was going on <laughs> whenever you had, like, Ivy Young, like, holding a ring light around his crotch and just, like, giving P- Sanchez, like, the come on hands. Uh huh. <laughs> it's just, it's just every. Every moment we mentioned just makes me go back and, and, and giggle more. It was just just the perfect breath of fresh air. Right Definitely. Now. Yeah. Um and I think that leads us into the the other match that we watched. Um, because while this was like a breath of fresh air for um COVID the COVID period, <laughs> I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, this other match I wanted to show you because the first suggestion that anybody came up with, and it was friend of the show, Corinne Mink, um, who threw this out there, um, on my tweet calling for suggestions for this, uh, was anything involving Billy Dixon. Good choice. Very. Um, so... We watched uh, a match from Uncanny Attractions, Drags and Dropkicks, um, A Nightmare on Wyke. Oh, I always mess up. I always mess up the street name because it's spelled awkwardly. Um, a Nightmare on Wyckoff Avenue. There we go. So this was so this was Uncanny Attractions' uh, Halloween show from last year, and you know it featured a number of wrestlers in costume. Um, in their matches, as well as uh, drag performances from members of the Nobodies, uh, Lady Berica and um, Ariel Italic. Uh, this was also a show, we didn't get to this point, but for the last two matches of the show, it was the first time that we had an all-queer announced team at uh, a televised wrestling event, to my knowledge, because all three of the Nobodies did commentary for the last two matches. Um, but... We stopped before those matches because the match that we watched um, proved <laughs> just ridiculous um, to the point that, I don't know, I don't, I, we probably could have watched on longer. Um, oddly enough, Sanchez was in the match after the one we watched, um, mm. so we can always go back and watch that if you want to. Um, but we are talking about the Bronx Bodega Brawl between uh, Ariel and Nix. And the new classic Billy Dixon. Um, so, first off, I don't know if you... This might be the first time I've shown you an Uncanny Attractions. Anything from Uncanny Attractions. Yeah, I think so. So, I'm curious just to get your take on the, the aesthetic there. What like what were your thoughts just like watching like how they present their, their style of wrestling? Um, I think that's a really difficult question for me to answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because not having watched a lot of different matches, I, I don't think I'm quite developed. Well, maybe not the style of wrestling per se, but just the presentation of it, like being in like the house of yes, this like, you know, this building that has a reputation for, for uh, queer and, and drag culture in, in Brooklyn and um, like the lighting and the, the commentary, just like, 
the, the feel of everything. Maybe not necessarily the in-ring product just yet, but. I mean, it was definitely a different feel. Um, I feel like it was kind of a, a lot darker mm. than a lot of shows, um, which wasn't necessarily bad, but, um, and I mean lighting, not necessarily like dark <laughs> themes or anything. Well, no, we're talking about a match with someone used a fucking chancleta <laughs> with a, or sorry, a chancla with uh, thumbtacks on it. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe uh, that might be a little bit more what you're referring to, some of the gags that they did within the match. Um, I mean, like, the ga- I mean, the the match itself I will want to get to. It's just more so, like, knowing that Uncanny Attractions is run by, you know, it's a, it's a company run by queer people that features queer um Predominantly queer yeah, queer wrestlers, f- female wrestlers, and wrestlers of color, mostly. Um, you know, like I think it's just more so, just maybe like the the difference in in tone of presentation and that sort of thing. Well, I get why this is more difficult for me to answer then, because most of the wrestling I do watch with you <laughs> tends to feature people of color, women, and queer talent. So, because that's just my preference usually. So. Mm-hmm. Um, no wonder I'm having a little bit trouble pinning down um, sort of what the difference is um, between different venues I've been to. Um, I guess thinking about it that way, um, this has definitely been, that was definitely a lot different than um, some of the live shows we've been to that aren't necessarily focused on queer talent, talent of color and um, women. Um, so I guess I feel like with the wrestling that you've shown me, I'm in a little bubble where I do see a lot of <laughs> a lot of the same um, sorts of styles that any Kenny attraction puts on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting though, to see um, some of the drag performance between matches um, and just leading up into this match. Um, Cause that's, that's definitely not something that, um, you see very often, although I did see that um, when we were in DC. Yes, that's really the only other company that that I've really seen that's had a focus on that. You know, Butch mm-hmm. versus Gore mm-hmm. really had the drag kings there. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that I definitely haven't seen very like much at all. Mm-hmm. But of course, the the drag performance here with uh, Berica and and Ariel Italic gets interrupted by the beginning of the match. Uh, between Ariella Nix, uh, who is dressed as uh, the Eartha Kit Catwoman from the, the old 60s Batman series, and Billy Dixon, who... Um, okay, Billy Dixon's costume in, in this match it was so good, if you, but the lighting did it not do it justice. So Billy was basically uh, Bill Nakano for that match, a takeoff of Bull Nakano, a very famous Japanese female pro wrestler. Um, and I would suggest that you on your phone look up a picture of Bull Nakano while we're talking here, <laughs> just so you can get a full thing, because the lighting basically made the Bull Nakano makeup that Billy had on not necessarily po- come through as well, but it was a awesome look um, outside of that. And it was one of those like nods to pro- that, that just touches the inner pro wrestling geek in you to see. That and also the Selena shirt, and and I've told Billy <laughs> that before that I just love I love the look. 
All right, you're going to have to help me with spelling because okay. the first thing I pulled up somehow was Mitch McConnell. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's because the article says something about wrestling over blah, blah, blah. So oh, <laughs> definitely Christ. please give me some spelling. Cause... Okay, so bowl, just regular, and then Nakano, N-A-K-A-N-O. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So you see that blue like lightning makeup? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so Billy had that on his face during this match. But you couldn't really tell because of the lighting in the venue. Yeah, I mean, actually, that is something that I did notice on, on him. But oh, yeah. um, maybe I'm a little bit more cued into that um, because I like d- dark lipstick. So, <laughs> um, But I would not have guessed, of course, that that was from um, or a, sort of a tribute to um, anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, um, but I did I did pick up on that and I liked it. Yes, so like that was that was first off costumes both knocked them out of the park mm-hmm. on that, and then this match is this match just devolves immediately. Um, this was the first match I've ever seen a brick of cafe Bustello used as a weapon <laughs> that I ever saw fabuloso. <laughs> Used as a weapon. And a drink. Yes, yes. We, Billy did did uh, spit that fabuloso mist, <laughs> a la Great Muda. <laughs> um, and then also um, the the, uh, the use of a, a bacon, egg, and cheese as a weapon. Um, and also somehow a, a power-up, I think, in some instances. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. So I just um what what stood out to to you in in this match um just taking all of this in um I mean definitely some of the things that you just highlighted with the different um different I- items and objects that they used um but I mean I actually did really like Billy Dixon's um very colorful outfit oh his singlet yeah yeah um but what stood out to me even more than that was when he started taking everything off (laughs) to use a single ass cheek yes as a weapon (laughs) but then getting it turned around on him and getting the chancla spanked and then yes Yes. the chancla with um little pins on it where the sun don't shine yes I love wrestling sometimes. That's just not something that I would expect to see if we were like going to a local indie show. No, not at all. I think the closest thing we've seen at a local indie show is when we saw that um, what was supposed to be a death match between Drexel and Ravenous Randy Myers at like that first DOA show we went to, and it was just turned into just a big laughy good time thing uh-huh. <laughs> like there were lego like they used legos and stuff and it was just yeah it's ridiculous um but yeah like this was i don't know this match just it was perfectly entertaining in in a completely different way but also had some of the same elements as the the ring light match i would say um obviously you still have the humor in there you still have um creativity with you know weapon use and and um playing off of personalities and that sort of thing um 
Uh, I will say I don't really know if I want to see anybody ever like spit um, a mouthful of bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich onto the onto the mat ever again. I guess I got still matches to go. I guess I got real lucky for that because I had looked away for a second, <laughs> and I just did not see. I did not catch that. <laughs> But everybody seemed real horrified for some reason, and I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. And then, of course, um, the uh, the climax of the match uh, involving the return of the Bundertaker. Um. Yes. <laughs> please, please tell me what your impressions were of the Bundertaker. I mean, I think that we need more wrestlers in hot dog costumes. I need to show you more hood slam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought um, his entrance was just great. Um, I mean, not only because, you know, obviously the costume and everything, but there's a lot of buildup from that entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically he just um, took down... Um, Ariella. Ariella, thank yeah. you. Um, and it looked like he was going to go after Billy next, but no, nope, he just left. Just let things be. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Billy looked so shocked, like, I don't know what to do. My opponent is down. <laughs> Not from me. Nope. That don't mean you don't pin him, though. <laughs> that doesn't mean you don't pin him. <laughs> no, I... So, the Bundertaker is so good for me because um obviously growing up with pro wrestling and just having that that length of fandom that i have like anytime that you have someone spoof the undertaker in that way um it's really good mm. especially in recent days whenever we've gotten to see um blue lives matter undertaker come out um <laughs> as the the kind of uh the veil has been dropped um, on the character to the real person, Mark Calloway, in some ways. So I'm very happy to see a promotion that is basically um, all the way in on marginalized talent take The Undertaker and um, have someone kind of uh, do a spoof on him in that way, especially at a Halloween show. It just fits. It just fits all too well. It fits, and I also like the spoof better. Yes, yes. Um, I will say the the music for for the Bundertaker's entrance is one that I it was the first time I've heard that that sort of somebody um, taking the Undertaker's music and then putting a hip hop mix onto it. Mm, I wouldn't have caught that. Yeah. So there's some multiple like different versions of the Undertaker's music. It's one that was very much more like power rock driven um probably in the in the late 90s around the ministry of darkness era for the undertaker but so that you've had those sort of like explorations with that but you haven't really i i personally hadn't seen that one before um before the first time i saw this match and that always stands out to me like i whenever i whenever i go back and watch this match again Mm -hmm. it's just it just it hits so well yeah i could see why Mm mm-hmm 
Um, what did you think of the commentary? Because obviously we didn't have commentary on MV Young's match with with Sanchez, but we did have commentary here. Um, what did what were your thoughts on on the commentary team? Because I know that I saw you chuckling a little bit here and there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously this commentary is way better than a lot of the other um, either live, sh- uh, well, not necessarily live, but some of the um, pre-recorded shows that um, you've shown me. Mm. But again, because some of those are not necessarily queer focused. So it was a lot closer to home, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, like as if I were getting commentary from some of my friends. Um, <laughs> so I really liked that. But then again, I I mean, I actually referenced it earlier because some of the commentary was after um, Billy Dixon got that. Um, what what's it called? The again? chancla. The chancla. Yes. Um, used against him. Um, the commentary was literally getting that where the sun don't shine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just thought it was really funny and, um, just a little bit closer to home. Mm -hmm. I can definitely understand that feeling. Um, just, I don't know, anytime you have a product that's made by people that you identify with more, I think that, that definitely communicates very well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the two matches that 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 um I was able to get you to watch with me this week, and I'm overall like what like did you enjoy yourself? I did, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were um trying to decide what to watch specifically, and um I think the the two matches that you picked um definitely were good. They were really entertaining for me. Mm-hmm. Um. It's hard for me to come up with um, types of matches that I would want to watch on my own just because I don't know a lot of different styles um, of wrestling or obviously I'm not super familiar with um, the different companies that run shows. Um, So I just I think that you really hit the nail on the head with um, these two particular matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and it was just good to sort of get that refresher with um, just watching very humorous matches. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good to find the, the lighter side in pro wrestling where, you know, you're not taking it as seriously, especially right now. Mm-hmm. when there's also much other stuff that really takes so much more emotional investment, I think. Mm-hmm. Um it can really wear on you. So it's always good to laugh. And, and I'm glad that pro wrestling is able to do that still um, right now. I will right. say this, uh, that if we had gotten to three matches cause I was, um, this week, uh, the third match I was going to show uh, Casey was uh, the Yuji Nagata versus Minoru Suzuki match from the New Japan Cup. Um, those of you listening that know what I'm talking about, which I'm assuming is a lot of you, <laughs> um, Y'all know what's in. Y'all know what's over there. It's not necessarily humor, but um, did you ever want to watch two like middle-aged, like close to fifty-ish dudes just slap the shit out of each other for five minutes straight? Sounds like that's what would be in the match. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, basically. 
<laughs> I can find that entertaining. Exactly, right? <laughs> that's why we that's why we call Minoru Suzuki murder daddy over here. Um but yeah, no, I see. I, yes. Um we'll have to do this again so I can show you that match and maybe and maybe something else. Um this is this is fun. I I I really like watching wrestling with you and I know that um we don't always get the chance to do that. Um, especially right now, so. Mm-hmm. But um I I love it and I'm really glad that that you took to to these matches as well because I was I will say this, I was super excited to show these to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate it and I um like I said I just really like the um different style in um the MV Young versus Pinky Sanchez um, match, and I, I really hope that they put out more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cross fingers. Yes, cross fingers. <laughs> well, thank you, sweetie. My thanks once again to Casey for agreeing to watch those matches with me. It was a really fun afternoon, and um, you know, if, if I think that uh, it was so much fun that we're I wouldn't mind doing it again. Um, I'm sure we will at some point. Uh, Lord knows that uh, there's still a ton of wrestling <laughs> to to go back and check out and all that fun stuff. Um, I will say one final thing um, from this show. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you can hear our cats in the background <laughs> after uh, reviewing everything here. Um Max loves to uh, let his voice be heard. Um, also, through the course of this, we decided that our other cat, uh, who f- actually is named after uh, famed Japanese uh, Joshi uh, per wrestler uh, Manami Toyota, <laughs> um, we decided that uh, the Bundertaker is... It's a new nickname we might try out with her. Uh, she's a she's a manx, and uh, when she runs, she her back legs hop like a bunny rabbit, and it's the cutest and possibly oddest thing in the world when it comes to watching our cats. And it's just adorable. She's our little bundertaker. I take that for what you will. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that's going to be the show for this week. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I definitely suggest going to check out uh, either of the matches. Both Check out both the matches. Check out both both of the matches that we watched today. Um, I know the MV Young, Pinky Sanchez matches up on YouTube. Um, the Billy Dixon and Ariella Nix uh, match is available. Uh, that The event, Uncanny Attractions, Drax and Dropkicks, uh, Nightmare on Wyckoff Avenue, is available on Fight.tv, so definitely go check that out over there. And I'm pretty sure, actually, Uncanny's uh, entire library is going to be going up on independentwrestling.tv pretty soon, at least according to what I saw one Darnell Mitchell tweet out. So definitely check that out whenever it goes up over there. Worth your time, worth your investment. It's uh, some really fun, fun events uh, going on over there. Um, but before we get out of here this week, we do have to say our 
big, big thank yous to all the fun people that help this show be as awesome as it is. Uh, starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride Flag Design by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. And of course, thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for our show's theme song, Formula 666. That's off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. You can follow the show on Twitter at LGBTRingPod. And if you're into video games, I do also host a gaming news podcast every week called the Mr. Video Games Super Show. That airs live Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over on twitch.tv slash Entertainment. Sun like the star. Um, yeah, it's just a fun little get-together with some of my friends, and we run through the, the week's gaming news, analysis, um, critiques, fun, where fun can be had. Uh, it's just a fun little time. And we've got some other projects brewing over there. I know we just started um, a gaming history show called The History of the World. Um, we did our first episode on uh, the Fairchild Channel F, which was always fun. Um, and we have another episode, I believe, coming up uh, next Tuesday over on twitch.tv slash Entertainment at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So if you're into um, diving deep into gaming history, uh, there you go. We got another show there. <laughs> we're, we're still working out the kinks on the scheduling over there. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but that's going to do it for us here this week. Um, come back next week. Next week, we're talking New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion. Uh, I cannot tell you how much happiness I have derived from seeing New Japan come back. I know that in the show here, we mentioned... Um, watching the Yuji Nagata Minoru Suzuki match from the New Japan Cup. It's just been a blast to see, and we're going to be talking Dominion next week because this is a big show. This is a huge show, um, and it's going to be a very interesting one to watch, and we'll cover it all next week. But until then, y'all stay messy. Wash your hands, please. You know what? Add add wearing a mask onto that, too. Wash your hands, wear a mask. And we'll see you next week. Bye! Everybody's ready to die. If they didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge, you made a deal with the